Hello and welcome. This is Let's Talk Touchdowns, and I am Morgan Edwards. Virtually joined with me, as ever, is the West Midlands' biggest DK Metcalf doubter, K. Ryan Hines. I like that one, that one's uh, I like that one, that's yeah, good Yeah, it took me some time to think of that one, not going to lie, but uh, how you doing, man? I'm not too bad, man, how, how's you doing? Yeah, I'm good, I'm free, I'm free now, I've been out of the house since Saturday, um, feels amazing being free and allowed to leave the house, because the days just, they drag, they're so, they're, yeah. it's so monotonous, like every day is exactly the same when you're in isolation, so. I feel that one, I feel that one, especially just doing uni work in and out of the day. Mm, exactly, and like. Lectures are pre-recorded for me, so like, I, I can yeah, so I can pause them. So an hour lecture will take me so much longer because I'm just doing it every five minutes. I'm having to pause it because I'm just bored out of my mind. Because yeah. like this is the exact same thing that I was doing every day for the last fourteen days. Ugh, don't get corona, kids. Don't get corona. I mean, Actually, I didn't. Have NFL now. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was gonna say I didn't get corona. My housemate did, but even so, yeah. Make sure no one in your house gets corona, kids. <laughs> Anyway, a crazy week of the NFL. Absolutely mad again. Uh, we're just getting spoiled this this season. I know it's unbelievable, and um, the main reason I came out with the with the DK Metcalf uh, intro to you about you dating him is obviously because we've got this bet about who's going to have more fantasy points at the end of the season, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And my pride's feeling a little bit hurt today, so I've come <laughs> in with that because I'm currently winning this bet. So DK Metcalf hundred. 100.6 fantasy points and Tyler Lockett 88.2 fantasy points. So DK Metcalf's doing better at the minute. He is, and one of my points um, on my notes is that DK Metcalf is going off. He he just is like I I feel bad for doubting him. Like I feel bad, but mm. he is just going off, and that I just have to accept that. I have to accept that, and I have to move on. <laughs> and I have to buy you a pint at the end of the season. But oh, it was two pints, wasn't it? Was it two pints? I think it was two pints. Uh, okay. I was talking of two pints. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do, do that one, Morgan? Uh, yeah, okay. So the elephant in the room. We're going to do some things a little bit differently on today's episode because usually we save our predictions for the week uh, till the end of the episode. But there's, a, there's an elephant in the room in this episode. A massive elephant. There is a huge elephant all over my laptop screen right now. Um, essentially, I got all three predictions wrong this week. And I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> My pride that's is damaged. Wow, that's a wild card. That oh. is a wild card. You're going to have to justify that one. I'm going to have to justify that. You're right. It's going to be the Packers. It's going to be the Packers. It has to be. There's, it has there's to no be. doubt about it. The Cowboys are going to win every other game after this one, but they're going to lose this one. No, oh, I'm, I'm not sure about I'm that one. No. <laughs> Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. So we're going to jump straight into week five's predictions for the week. So we had Chris on last week, and he chose the three games for us. So, uh, Kay, what was the what was the first week? For, sorry, what was the first game that uh, Chris chose for us? It was the um, Chicago Bears versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the uh, Chicago Bears won uh, mm. twenty to was that nineteen. Yeah, 20 that was a close 19. game. To be fair, yeah, I kind of feel like the Bucks were better in that game than the Bears. Um, I don't I'm think... not sure. I think it was really even for me. I'm mm. not sure how it went. Yeah, it's quite close to call, isn't it? Um, yeah. Neither team was better than the other, perhaps. I thought the Bucks were maybe a little bit better, but it, you know, it could have gone either way. It, when you watch the game, it could have gone either way. I, I wasn't really angry you know, that, that, that the Bears won that game because it didn't feel like the Bears should have lost or won. Or, you know, it just kind of felt yeah. pretty, pretty even, but... I mean, we both got that one wrong, didn't we? All three of us, actually. We were, All three of us went for the Bucks on that one, if I'm right. Yeah, to be fair. Nick Foles, he, he's just doing bits, you know? He just he just is, and there's mm. nothing you can do about it. Exactly, and um, the Bears are on 4-1 and one now, so it begs the question, mm. you know, would they be on 5-0 and oh if they'd started Nick Foles instead of Mitch Trubisky in that first week? I guess we'll never know. Never know. <laughs> we shall never know. We shall never know the talent that is Mitch Trubisky ever again because he's probably not going to get signed from any he's, team because he's not that good. He's not. He's not. But not a franchise quarterback. 
He's really not a franchise to quarterback, is he? No. On to this uh, next game, then. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. This is the big one. This is the one where I put, you know, I put my head on the chopping block and I was like, execute me if you dare, <laughs> but you won't have to because I'm going to be right and I was wrong. The Falcons lost to the Panthers 16 points to 23. And uh, can you can you repeat that, please? The Falcons lost to the Panthers 16 points to 23. And <laughs> if I'm right, Kay, I did say, I promise you the Falcons are going to win this game. And they didn't. They didn't. I hold my hand up. I was wrong. Okay, uh, I was wrong. I couldn't tell you why. could not tell you why you went with the Falcons. The only thing the Falcons can promise you is a loss. <laughs> Uh, I and I just, don't know why you're betting against them to be honest I just had a gut feeling oh, I was like them. surely they're not an 0-5 team but evidently um, they are coming into this week they're 0-4 so I know I know but they've got too good of an offence to lose every single match they've played so far this week obviously that's not true because they have done it every <laughs> single match this week but I just didn't think I mean it's not even like the Panthers have been that good I mean they're on 3-2 and two. I don't even know how they're on 3-2 and two. <laughs> I don't, I don't know either because um, they've got Teddy Bridgewater still, haven't they? Mm-hmm. As their quarterback, mm-hmm. he's been playing a lot better. To be fair, this week he played a lot better. I just don't know how you can bet on the Falcons. You can't bet on them to win anything. Yeah, that is true. And I mean, obviously, you know, some facts from this game. Then, so the Falcons are zero five for the first time since nineteen ninety seven. So I had, I had history on my side. You know, I thought, you know, they obviously haven't been zero five. For 23 years, it's not going to happen, and it did. And as a result, their general manager and their head coach have been sacked. So something's really not right in, in, in Atlanta right now. Yeah, it has to be something really, really fundamental. That's, as we said before, it just it's hard to put your finger on it because their offense is extremely strong, and their defense isn't awful, but it's obviously not that great. Mm. But then, if it's not your offense and it's not your defense, it has to come down to your managers and mm. your coaches and the way they handle the team. It does seem... Like a systematic issue, doesn't it? Because mm, these players are cool. top quality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just think, say if this doesn't change in the sense that, you know, their head coach has been sacked, their general manager has been sacked. If in this next, you know, three weeks, they lose the next three games as well, what happens then? Does Matt Ryan go? Because you can't back him if he's lost the first seven games of, of the season, for example. But then who are you going to get in instead of Matt Ryan? I don't know, but anyone seems better at that point because no matter how many points you're putting up, if you're still losing these games, you know, you've got to think about Russell Wilson, for example. You know, we'll talk about the Seahawks a little later on, but they were trailing against the Vikings and the Seahawks always cut it fine and they're a good team, but you can always rely on Russell Wilson to take them over the line when it counts and they just don't have that in Atlanta. No, they don't, to be fair. Um, I I still like Matt Ryan. He's a good quarterback, but yeah, I guess if it's not the head coach... And it's not the general manager, it's not your offense, it's not your defense. It has to come down to your quarterback then, surely. Mm. Mm. I wonder whether they'll go for a, a rookie in the next draft, maybe. They have to, they have to. Yeah, perhaps hold on to Matt Ryan, get him to train that rookie up and have like a Justin Herbert kind of situation where you know he starts a two, three games in or something when, yeah. the, when the Falcons inevitably <laughs> don't do that well next season as well. <laughs> yeah. No, but then uh, moving on to uh, game three, and I uh, was oh, sorry, I was just going to say that obviously you went for the you went for the Panthers and that one. I went for the Falcons. I got it wrong. You got it right. So so far you're one for two. Wait, what did you say? Sorry. Uh, you got it right. I got it wrong. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm, if that wasn't clear enough already. <laughs> um, and this final game, I mean, I'm not too disappointed about this. Like the Browns are doing well, so the Browns, Browns beat are doing the Colts. really well. Thirty-two points to twenty-three. Take it away, Kay. What impressed you most about the Browns this week? It's just a bit of everything because their um, offense is obviously getting better. OBJ and Jarvis Landry are actually becoming the um, the wide receivers that they were known for. Mm-hmm. But their their defense as well is actually showing out. And Browns are not known for their defense. They're not really known for their offense, but their offense is obviously like quite notable with the big stars there. But their defense is um, it's not too bad because they were they were stopping the Colts and they um, pretty sure they had a couple of interceptions. I know the Colts had a couple of interceptions as well because uh, Baker Mayfield um, was throwing a few interceptions. But the Browns are actually really okay and it's really weird to say that they're actually okay <laughs> it definitely is like they're on they're on four and one right now so they've only it's lost mad. one game this season yeah, absolutely mad but then I, they've had a fairly easy run compared to other teams but yeah still. i mean 
what we were saying last week, though, that the Colts are, what, the second best defence in the league right now after the Steelers? And they still managed to put 32 points past them. So their offence definitely is clicking right now, and it definitely feels as if there's, you know, this Baker Mayfield, OBJ, and Jarvis Landry kind of connection is actually paying off, and it's actually working as we expected it to. Yeah, One, don't two, forget three about seasons. Kareem Hunt as well, and uh, Nick Chubb when he's back, hopefully he's soon, back sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's an offence you need to be scared about. Because, and I think coming into this season... It was kind of dubious whether you need to be scared of the Browns or not because their offense was the same last year without Cream Hunt towards oh, for most of the season. They had um, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and wide receivers weren't really showing out. So it was like they have a good offense, but you don't need to be scared of them. But this time, this season, it's the other way around. They have a good offense, and you kind of need to be scared of them. I think teams have been kind of underestimating them just because of how they performed last year. Mm. But um, yeah, definitely. What's interesting is if you look at the division, so they're in the AFC North, and I was just checking the division rankings right now, and you forget that the Steelers and the Ravens are also in that division. So the AF- yeah, so the AFC North is the Steelers are 4-0 on top with 4-0, and you've got the Ravens second with 4-1, and and the Browns third with 4-1, and and obviously you've got the Bengals with 1-3-1 and on, on the bottom. So that is such a competitive division, and you've got to be... You know, quite grateful that there's an extra wild card spot if you're one of those teams right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, who would you say is going to win that one then? I mean, you got to back the Ravens still. I think the the Steelers will lose a few games eventually. You know, I don't think their defense yeah. will hold out the whole time. And you got to you got to back Lamar Jackson. I feel like he's being kind of coming back to his original form. He had kind of a quiet opening few games. Obviously, when we say mm. quiet. He's still phenomenal, yeah, but he's been but... running more recently. Yeah, definitely, and that's um that's kind of what the the Ravens need. They need um well, they've built their team around Lamar Jackson, which is really nice, and um, he just needs to get back to running the ball a lot more. Yeah, definitely. So to wrap up the predictions for Week Five, then so um, I went for the Colts, and and Kay, you went for the Browns. So a good week for you. Two two for three. Uh, I had. I'm a, I'm a consistent man, you know. You are a consistent man. You're pretty much two for three almost every single week, and um, mm-hmm. as such, you are on ten for fifteen. Not bad, not bad. I'm on With, eight for um, fifteen. Two pints coming in soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two pints coming in soon because I promised you that the Falcons would win, and they didn't. And I put two pints in it. I put my neck on the line, head on the chopping block. I was wrong. He went out like Ned Stark. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't watched Game of Thrones by now? You know, if you haven't watched it by now, then you know yeah. what you're doing with your life. Anyway, that concludes the predictions for Week Five. Then um, we'll chat about the, the the three games that Kay has picked for us uh, at the end of the uh, end of the episode. So so stay tuned for that. Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. We're just going to go back to chatting about the NFL like like we do every week then. So um, the first game that's jumping out to me is the Texans have finally won a match. They uh, they beat the Jags 30 points to 13. Yeah, that was um that was a game the Texans had to win. Because mm. Did you say they sacked their coach last week? Yes, they did. They sacked the coach. Or was it general manager? Yeah, it's one of them too. One of them, but, um, yeah. They're in the same situation as the Falcons. They needed to win this game because mm. if it wasn't the um, general manager, then... It had to come down to Deshaun Watson, but surely it's not Deshaun Watson. Exactly, and like that's the kind of comparison that we can draw with the Falcons is that they've gone up. They had a similar sort of start to the season, still putting up points, but losing those games. But you, you definitely don't feel like Deshaun Watson was the reason for that. No, hundred percent not. In terms of uh, losses, surprise losses, I guess one of the f- fixtures that we've got to mention. Is the uh, is the Chiefs? They lost oh. their first game of the season, so they lost to the Raiders, thirty-two points to forty. What do you make of that one, Kay? Um, that was a, that was a weird game as well because I, if the Chiefs had won that game, I would have said they they're not going to lose any game ever, like ever, 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 <laughs> yeah. because they're just ridiculously strong. But the Raiders, they're really surprising me. You know, they, I didn't think they'd be a well, I guess they're a three and two team. That's mm-hmm. kind of who they are. But they're an extremely strong three and two team. It's and they beat the uh, Super Bowl champions. So, and I honestly think the Raiders played better that that game. Mm, exactly, and and 
if you think about that, they're a three and two team. You think fine, there are plenty of three and two teams. There are mm. possibly even teams that are better, like the Rams on four and one. I, I'd say the Raiders are a better team than the Rams. Hundred percent. But you think about the victories in that three and two. So they've beat the Chiefs now, the Super mm-hmm. Bowl champions. They beat the Saints what two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Obviously, the Saints are, are a quality team. So it's not like they've beaten. You know, it's not like they've got those victories from uh, playing yeah. the Dolphins and uh, and the Jets, for example. You know. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I was I was pretty surprised at that. I think I thought it would be a good game, but and it was, I think. But the Chiefs, Raiders, the Raiders are really strong. Mm. Raiders are mm. really strong. What did you make of it? I really enjoyed it. I think Derek Carr stepped up. I think mm. that's what's kind of because the Chiefs went ahead. I think by two touchdowns. I think I think it was yeah. something like fourteen points to three. So Derek Carr stepped up, and he's got the weapons around him now to, to make those plays. I think Josh Jacobs is. Obviously, they're, they're number one back, and he's going to carry them when they need to. But there's some quality wide receivers in in uh, in Las Vegas now. Yeah, and you saw you saw Derek Carr trusting them because in the first half or so, um, Josh Jacobs wasn't really mentioned that much. Then later in the uh, second half, he he got more carries. But mm. yeah, and Derek Carr's been like he's got a good um, wide receiver core, and it's really important for quarterbacks. We say this every week and week out. It's really important for quarterbacks to have a good wide receiver core and to trust them enough to throw the ball to them and catch the ball. Mm. And, um, yeah, Derek Carr, obviously, trusts them, and he gets the results done, and you can't really can't really fault him for that. Yeah, definitely. The, the Raiders actually kind of remind me of the Chiefs in a way. Because if you think about the wide receiver core in, in Las Vegas, you've got um, Ruggs and Hunter Renfro. They are and pacey Nelson dudes. Aguilar now. Uh, and Nelson Aguilar, yeah. He's a very deep ball threat, isn't he? Yeah. And then you've also got Darren Waller as the tight end. So it's kind of like a similar kind of dynamic to, to what the Chiefs have got going on. It so. is, it is. And they're, they're in the same division as well, so um, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm, because now um, the Raiders are 1-0 and the Chiefs are 0-1. Yeah, in, in, in the divisional matchups. Yeah, so if they, if they finished the... Um, if they finish the season with the same record, it would come down to, you know, who beat who, and the Raiders have yeah. obviously beaten the Chiefs in this fixture. But um, one of the games that I mentioned there, or one of the teams that I mentioned there when I said, you know, if they'd beaten this team, it would be fair enough, and that, and that was the Jets, because the Jets suck. And I forgot to say it last week, <laughs> the Jets suck. Another loss yes. for them, they're 0-5. They lost to a decent Cardinals team, 10 points to 30. What do you make of that one? That was actually... Um... I want to talk about the Cardinals because their their wide receiver core is actually really really strong mm. because you got Larry Fitzgerald. I love mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald. He's, he's a, a big veteran quarterback, but mm-hmm. he just he's just good. You got DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. top ten wide receiver, top three wide got, receiver. Um, I'd say top three wide receiver. Yeah, easily, especially um, at the Cardinals. He's been playing amazingly. Mm. Then you got Christian Kirk, and then you got um, Isabella, the mm. uh, rookie wide receiver. So that you got four absolutely amazing wide receivers and then you got another tight end on top of that and um kyla murray must be having a field day because mm. you throw it to any one of those five people they've caught the ball yeah and exactly and more often than not you got a touchdown there yeah i i really like the cardinals you know i i really like kyla murray i'm backing him now mm. i was a bit skeptical just coming into the season because i didn't really like him last year but um yeah, he's been throwing the ball a lot more, which I like to see, and he's been running the ball, and he's a really good runner on the ball, so it's it's really good. The mm. Cardinals, uh, I don't think they deserve to lose last week, um, was it to the Lions or someone? Yeah, I mean, the Lions, isn't it? I don't think they deserve to lose, but um, I, I'm liking the Cardinals, 3-2 and two team. They they're looking good. What yeah, do you I make mean, of the game? Yeah, I mean they're three and two, aren't they? And yeah, and you say they they you, they didn't deserve to lose the Lions. If you think about it, it was a Matt Prater field goal to win the game, so they almost did win that game. So yeah. they could essentially be a four and one team right now. Um, but I just thought, yeah, I they're obviously going to beat the Jets, but thirty yeah. points to ten, it, it wasn't close, which is promising for them. You know, if it was like a seventeen thirteen kind of game, that's not that impressive. Yeah, that's but... not really what you want. <laughs> Exactly, but it's interesting. Interestingly, their first road win against the Jets since nineteen seventy five. Unbelievable. That's um, a long time. I know, I know. And um, some interesting news out of the Big Apple. Um, the Jets have let go of LeVay and Bell. Have they? Yeah, did it overnight last night. Letting what? go. What? I know. I think, because he's been injured, isn't he? Yeah. I reckon that they just need some fundamental changes in there. So he's probably got quite a big chunk of their salary cap 
taking up and it's not getting them any victories. Obviously, he's been injured for mm. a tooth. You know, so I think they've got to make some serious changes there. So they got to, it's kind of like start from the ground up again, you know? Yeah, true. Because um, they they started Joe Flacco as well, but um, it's because Sam Darnold was injured. Mm. But that's a really big shock to me because Le'Veon Le- Bell, when he was at the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was one of the best in the league by far. Mm. When he got transferred to the Jets, he just wasn't there. Even before he got injured, I'm sure he wasn't there. No, and exactly. um, so yeah, where, do you, where do you go if you're Le'Veon Bell right now? Um, see, if the Giants were a better team, I would say the Giants, <laughs> but they're not, so... Um, I wonder whether he'd go somewhere like Chicago. Quite a decent kind of team, chemistry um, going on there. They, they don't Mon- have... uh, Cohen's injured, isn't he? Yeah, So exactly. he'd get the snaps there. Yeah. Um, maybe he'd... Cardinals, maybe? Ooh, potentially. Who's the running back at the Cardinals? I can't even remember. He He's all right, but there's only one of them, I think. Right. You could go Raiders, um, back up for uh, a second. R- yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So there are yes. there are places he could go. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I, I'd quite like him at the Bears. I think he'd fit well with Nick Foles. I reckon yeah. Nick Foles would utilise him well, you know. I think they'd have a good connection as well, to be mm. fair. Mm. So I, I, hope he, I hope he stays in the league. I hope he doesn't just get fizzled out because he's a good quality running back and um, he's a veteran now. Mm. Um, when he was at the Steelers, he was amazing. I kind of feel that obviously him and Antonio Brown were in the Steelers together, mm. and obviously with the whole controversy of Antonio Brown, I kind of feel like people have disregarded Le'Veon Bell as a kind of result of that as well. Mm. In the te- in the sense that that whole kind of fresh clean out of the Steelers, you know, switching to Juju as your number one and James Conner yeah. as your number one, it's kind of like right, we got rid of Le'Veon Bell, we got rid of uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown because. Lev Bell Just was a the clean slate. Exactly, Lev Bell was the first one to do a, a contract holdout in, in, in recent times for the running mm. back position, wasn't he? Because he was, he was the best running back at the time. So yeah. I wonder whether that's kind of like tainted people's image of him. Maybe I don't know. It depends. It see. It, it Something's see where definitely go. happened because Le'Veon Bell deserves to be a better team than Jets. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he deserves to be a. Like a winning team, not a uh, not a Jets team. Like that's just kind of an insult because it's not even like the Jets win like a few games. And they're just negative. They just don't win games. They've never won games. Exactly, and uh, it's it's a difficult time if you are in New York right now, isn't it? Because yeah, the Jets have lost five. Time. The Giants have lost five. I saw an interesting thing. So you know the XFL. It's kind of like the new mm. league that's kind of like trying to compete with the NFL. Have you seen it? Yeah. The New York team in the XFL have won a game in MetLife Stadium and the Jets and the Giants haven't. <laughs> I thought that was quite interesting, but obviously, yeah, the, the Jets... Um, sorry, the Giants lost this week to the Cowboys, 37 points to 34. Um, they were winning that game, though. They, they, they kind were. of shouldn't have lost it. One of my um, favourite touchdowns, touchdowns of the week would have been the... Uh, did you see the um, touchdown to... One of the Giants' offensive linemen. Oh no, I didn't see that one. I, I must have missed it. Um, it was a bit of a trickery play, and um, Daniel Jones uh, threw a touchdown to one of their offensive linemen. But it was called back because um, someone on the Giants team um, jumped offside, so oh, okay. they um, ran across the plane of the line before the ball snapped. So it didn't get, um, it didn't count, and it mm. was a really good play by Daniel Jones. A real good trickery play. We got called back, and it was just like, ah. Oh. Because I'm pretty sure it was towards the end of the game and it would have won them the game. Mm. Um, the, uh, it was before the Cowboys kicked a field goal, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Zerline got that game-winning 34-yard yeah. field goal to win them the game. So the Giants were almost beat that strong Cowboys offense. I mean, the Cowboys suck in terms of defense. but <laughs> they, They're terrible in terms of defense. Yeah. But, I mean, um, what the Giants haven't scored more than what something like seventeen points in a game or something crazy yeah. like that, and now they've just put thirty-four po- points past the Cowboys. So just that just goes to Cowboys. show you how how bad the Cowboys' yeah. defense is. Literally. You let a own um, five team which hasn't been scoring at all put thirty-four points. Oof. Intense. But the bigger news, the bigger story from that game is obviously that Dak Prescott. Is probably out for the season. He did yeah. you see? Did you see what happened yeah, to his leg? That was oh. that was grim. It's like that his was... leg bent the wrong way, like his ankle, and it's just yeah, like his kind ankle of, was just. Yeah. He he picks his like leg up, doesn't he? And his like ankles yeah. just flopping there, and he's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. that is horrible. It, so I feel bad for him, man, because 
he he was he was leading that Cowboys offense. Mm. He was leading it. Uh, he wasn't leading it the best way, but he was leading it nonetheless. And um, now yeah. who have they got? Who's their court, uh, backup? Do you know? Uh, Andy Dalton. He's got uh, oh, yeah. got dropped from the Bengals um, when Joe Burrow went there. So it's not a bad replacement to have. There's no Dak Prescott. No, no Dak Prescott. I think we can't really expect much of the Cowboys now because Dak's probably out for the season. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, my fantasy team because he was my quarterback. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, fantasy team has not had an easy time. Oh uh, no, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll make yeah. sure to get some of that in because I've got some stories about this, this fantasy <laughs> this last week or two. Um, but no, right now, I think we're going to jump into uh, our next feature, which is what on earth is a down? What on earth is a down? Okay, so this is the feature where we do every week where we kind of explain something, uh, explain a concept or a rule or a position or, or something like that for uh, for you guys at home um, to kind of get to grips a little bit more with with the complex sport that the, that is American football. So it's just me that's explaining a concept or rule uh, this week, and that is going to be overtime. And this is something that Kay and I have had in in, in the works. Um, we've been planning to explain for a while now, kind of waiting for the right opportunity and what better opportunity than when the Saints win an overtime game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so what is overtime? So if you imagine that the game ends in a draw, say 20 points to 20, then the game goes to overtime because for some reason the NFL don't like draws. So <laughs> they created the they created overtime, which is essentially kind of like a golden goal type situation where it's the, it's the first team to score a point as long as it's not a field goal on that team's very first drive so say for example the so the saints in, in their game they received the ball they scored they scored a field goal that doesn't count as the game winning point because it cannot be a field goal on the opening drive so then the chargers then got the ball in their opening drive and the saints managed to stop them and because they stopped the chargers on their opening drive the saints then won that game so if a team manages to score a field goal and then stop the other team then they win that game or if they for example um, scored a touchdown or a safety that would automatically win them the game in kind of like a goal and goal type situation but say for example uh, no points are scored or a field goal is scored by the Saints and then the ne- exactly next possession for the Chargers they scored a field goal and then the game ended um, with no more points being scored that would then end in a draw which we saw a couple of weeks ago with uh, what was it the, the Bengals and Bengals the, and Eagles. the Eagles. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing when you see the um, the records for the for these teams. So you're used to seeing a one and four or a two and three or whatever it is. But when you've got that draw on the end, they add the little one on the end or two on the end, whatever it is. So for example, the Eagles are on one, three and one right now, which is kind of odd because we don't usually see draws in the NFL. But yeah, that's essentially what overtime is. It's it's an opportunity for the teams. It's like extra time in in football or rugby, whatever it is, in kind of like a goal and goal type situation where it's the first team to score a point because, like I said, the NFL. Do not like draws for some reason. They'll do anything not to have a draw. They, yeah, they hate it when, like, if it, if a game ends in a draw, the supporters will be booing the teams. Yeah. You know, like, surely you'd rather a draw than a loss. You know. Yeah. Well, um, when we talk about the Eagles, one, three, and one, they're actually leading their division <laughs> with a one, three, and one record. They were, but then the Cowboys won this won this game against the Giants, didn't they? So I think the Giants are leap for them. But that was weird, wasn't it? Obviously, you had the Eagles on the top with one, three, and one. That was in, intense. But we may as well jump into this Saints game then, because uh, that was our what on earth is a down. And I, I mentioned the Saints game because that game obviously ended with an overtime. The Saints managed to beat the Chargers 30 points to 27 with a 36-yard field goal by Lutz in overtime to win them the game. So the Saints are on 3-2 and two now. Nice to see them back on a winning record. What do you make of that one, Kay? Again, it's not convincing. I think <laughs> uh, Kamara didn't get that many snaps this game, did he? Not as many, no. But uh, did you see his reception on, 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 the, on the side of the pitch where he kind of like yes. jumped over a defender and just caught yeah. it above him? Why is that was Kamara, tight coverage. I was going to say, why is Kamara like... Better, a better wide receiver than most wide receivers when he's a running back. I, I don't know. It's just Kamara. You, you can't really. I don't think there's anything Kamara can't do. Mm. I haven't seen him throw the ball, but I'm pretty sure if you gave him the ball, he'd be able to throw it pretty well for you. <laughs> Probably. But um, it's just Kamara. It's Alvin Kamara. He's just insane. Yeah, he's definitely helping us Saints out right now and obviously I'm, I'm a Saints fan. He's like fan, your so lifeline. He is my lifeline. He's on my fantasy team as well so I'm so grateful for him every single week. And um, 
The Chargers are looking pretty good, though. Not bad. Yeah, they are. They're a young team again, so mm. I think we're going to have to keep an eye on them over the next couple of seasons. Mm. They're on for at the moment, but they have a rookie quarterback, and you're not really expected to do amazing things in the first year. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. He's 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 been throwing the ball pretty well. Is it Joe Herbert there? Uh, Justin Herbert. Justin, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think it's Justin. Could yeah. never remember his first name. Yeah, it's Jay. Um, it <laughs> it's Justin Herbert, and he's been all right. So one and four, not amazing, but yeah. just a team to look out for. I, I guess. think it's the manner in which they've lost these games. Like it's been kind of unlucky for them. Yeah. You know, I think obviously they played. Was it the Bucks last week? And they were, he was taking it to Tom Brady. You he know, was. He fully was, and that, the that's same really thing. nice to see. Exactly, and did the same thing to Drew Brees this week. Um, but yeah, so the Saints back on a winning record. They've they've topped that division barely. again now. Pardon? Barely. Barely, I know, barely. But that division's also kind of tight at the minute. You've got the Saints are on three and two, and then the Bucks are on three and two, and the Panthers are on three and two, and then obviously the Falcons <laughs> on zero and five. Um, what was that last one? The Falcons on zero and five. Yeah. Did you did you hear that they lost to the Panthers? Did they lose? Oh, that's I mad. think. That's mad. I, I think that means you've got to buy me two pints, doesn't it, Kate? Uh, I don't. I think it's the other way around, mate. Oh yeah, you're right. I, I thought I, I thought we'd forgotten about that. I thought that was just written <laughs> no, off. Because trust me, I'll never forget about that one. <laughs> it was said in the heated moment of of live recording. I mean, nah, I'm a man of my word. You'll get those <laughs> yeah. two pints. You'll get those two pints. But um, I think we need to talk about the Titans and the Bills, though, because that was a bit of a blowout. <laughs> The Titans impressed me so much in this game. They did. They really did. Because I would have said the Bills were the second best team in the league. Because, mm. I mean, they were on 4-0 until this mm. game. Um, what do you make of that one, then? What do you make of the game? 42 points to 16 against the Bills. I, I was just completely blown away, to be honest, because the Bills hadn't been playing bad. But the Titans, for some reason, were just absolutely on it. Um Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. I heard that I heard that combination so many times watching the highlights. Mm. But um, Ryan Tannehill just absolutely just went off forty-two to sixteen. Mm. I, I did not expect that at all. I didn't expect it at all. And what surprised not surprised me, but what impressed me about this Titans team is they're like the complete package, or they seemed that way against mm. the Bills yesterday or last night. So AJ Brown is back, which I'm so pleased about because he's on yeah. my fantasy team. I didn't play him because I wasn't sure if it was kind of touch and go whether or not he's going to start, but he got a touchdown in his first game back. So he's been out since week one. Johnny Smith is the find of the season for them. He he's he scored two touchdowns in this game. He, I've also got him on my fantasy team. So that was amazing. Um, Derek Henry's balling every week. Ryan Tannehill is yeah. just amazing. Tannehill's playing for fun. You got Butler on the defense. Got two interceptions. Specials yeah. teams were on fire as well. They stopped a couple of uh, punts got from going over into the end zone and then kind of mm. dropped the Bills and Josh Allen all the way back to the to the end of the field. So the Titans are looking very impressive. They are, and as you said, in every aspect, they're looking really, really strong. And it's hard to be that kind of team, especially mm. when they're just putting them putting touchdowns past you because the Bills defense is still one of the best in the league their offense is amazing and mm-hmm. their defense is still really really good so it just goes to um, kind of tell you Titans played amazingly and mm-hmm. um, what what can you do there yeah exactly I'm really impressed with them and I think there is no doubt at all in my mind that they're winning that division. Obviously, they're with the Colts, the Texans, and the Jags. Might have to jostle with the Colts a little bit for that victory, but they're definitely in the playoffs, without yeah, a doubt. They, they are. They've kind of appeared as if they're one of these teams that you know get to the playoffs. The last few years, they've got to the playoffs or just about missed out, or whatever it is, and not got past the wild card round. And I feel mm. that that was the Chiefs for a while. Did you did you notice that that the Chiefs? Until Patrick Mahomes came in, or like his first kind of season, yeah. actually no, when, just before he came in, with when Alex Smith was still there, you know they had they had majority of of the structure needed to get them to the playoffs, but not progress them further. And I think that's been the Titans these last few years, but they now seem almost like this complete package. Yeah, um, yeah, it was completely that way because Alex Smith was an all right quarterback, but he didn't throw the ball deep enough and often enough, and that's where Mahomes kind of really took charge and. Um, which is why he took him so far and obviously won the quarter, but, uh, Super Bowl but they, yeah Ryan Tannehill can possibly do that because it was only a couple of seasons ago where um, Mariota was the uh, quarterback mm. wasn't he mm-hmm. and um, he, he was in a similar situation to 
Alex Smith, he mm-hmm. took the uh, Titans to the playoffs and stuff, but he never really got them that far because he wasn't the deep ball threat or he couldn't throw the ball the same way Tannehill does mm-hmm. and he couldn't run the ball the same way Tannehill does. And um, so, yeah, I, I think the um, Titans will definitely be someone to contend with, definitely. Yeah, I mean, they're playing the Texans next week, so you kind of expect a victory in that regard. And if so, the Titans will be on 5-0, and and I think that's an impressive start to the season. And talking of 5-0 and teams, the Seahawks, they beat the Vikings 27 points to 26 just about. But, just um, about. <laughs> it's the first time that the Seahawks have been 5-0 and in, in the franchise history. I don't know, the Seahawks are just mad. Mm. As I said, DK... DK Metcalf just he's absolutely going off. I was a bit I'm salty. I am salty <laughs> because he's gonna get more um tight um fantasy points lock it. Mm-hmm. And he's getting more um receptions than Lockett now as well because mm-hmm. DK is just I don't want to say he's better, but he's just he is going off. He's just going off. I think the thing about DK is that he seems to be the guy that Russ is relying on now. Yeah. So in this game against the Vikings, they were losing and there was a, a last-minute charge, essentially, from all the way back um, where they managed to stop the Vikings, didn't they, on, on four and inches yeah. or whatever it was, yeah. managed to turn over the ball. They made their way down the field to score that touchdown, and I think it was 13 plays, and the majority of them went to DK, just massive, because he he's so tall that like, he can just he jump up and grab them, you know? And he's so tall and he's so strong that even if, you ha- even if the defender's on you and you get your hand in between his arms when he's caught the ball, mm. you're not going to be able to throw it away or like bat the ball down because he's so strong. You mm. just can't do anything. And um, yeah, he is just, he's going off and it, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to buy you two pints. I know I am. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, this, Russell Wilson's leading that um, team very, very strongly mm. and their offense is amazing. Their defense is amazing. Russell Wilson's amazing. Their um, managers are amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it's a what, very good franchise to be a part of right now. It is, and what what I know we talked about records last um, or a couple of weeks ago. What do you think their record's going to be now? And seeing that they're on five and zero, I can't recall this schedule off the top of my head. But it honestly wouldn't surprise me if they went if they went fourteen and two. I think mm. that would be kind of realistic because. What the Seahawks do is they kind of they will beat the best teams and then slip up on an unusual game to slip up on. I was chatting to my dad about it, who's a Seahawks fan. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if you lose this Vikings game, you know. And he's like, Yeah, I think I think you might be right. And they came close, but yeah. I think that's the difference between them this season and the previous seasons is these games where they have slipped up in the past that they're, they're converting them into victories. Yeah, but surely the Vikings game then would have been that game where they slipped up because mm. mm-hmm. Vikings coming into this. Um, were one and three, mm-hmm. uh, Seahawks four and zero. It was an easy game to lose. Mm-hmm. They obviously didn't, and not sure. I think they kind of settled that easy um, win uh, but a loss mentality because it would have been extremely easy to lose to the Vikings, and it maybe was. Mm-hmm. I think they probably still they might be able to like slip up because it wasn't a convincing win. Mm-hmm. But none of the Seahawks wins have been convincing, in my opinion, and. Uh, no. They've been very close games, so it's still a possibility where they just they'll slip up for an easy loss. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's very it's all right to say that they won't. Yeah, so. exactly. And um, they've not been easy games to win. But talking about some some more convincing wins, then the Ravens beat the Bengals twenty seven points to three, and mm. the Dolphins beat the Forty Nine ers forty three points to seventeen. So some clear victories for those teams. Yeah. The Ravens, the Ravens, are, you expect that just because Lamar Jackson, he's unreal. Mm-hmm. But the Dolphins 49ers game, that was that was something else because the 49ers have Jimmy G back, they have Kittle back, mm-hmm. I know he's been back a couple of weeks. They have Raheem, Raheem Mostert back. They have their star players back and yeah. they lost to the Dolphins. It's, it's crazy what's happening in, in the 49ers right now. They were in the Super Bowl last year. They were beating yeah. the Chiefs the, for the majority of that Super Bowl. Yeah, And with the same team, they've pretty much lost it and they lost to the Dolphins arguably are not a very good team they've been alright this year they've been alright this year two and three mm. um, but you'd usually put them in the side leaning as the Jets but mm. two and three I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick it's magic. Fitzmagic Fitzmagic mate <laughs> you can't you can't, can't you can't discount him you can't you can't and it'd be interesting to see how how the Dolphins get on because 
in that division, you've obviously got the Bills on the top with four and one. The Patriots will be two and two on the second and two and two, and then you've got the Dolphins will be two and three. So, <laughs> imagine if we're in a year where both the Bills <laughs> and the Dolphins finish above the Patriots. That would be crazy to see. Yeah, and I think the only other game that we haven't mentioned, and we'll mention it briefly, is uh, Washington lost to the Rams. No surprise there, 10 points to 30. And we also had a casualty in terms of games as well. So the Broncos' Patriots was cancelled due to COVID. So fingers crossed everyone involved in those franchises are are, are well and will be back in action pretty soon. And obviously we had the Packers and the Lions meant to be on by anyway. But we're going to jump straight into our touchdowns for the week. You're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns, a podcast by K. Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards. Okay then, Kay, let's give us your, give us your, your touchdown for the week. What, what was it? Ooh, um, you know, I think it. there were two kind of up there for me. There was, mm-hmm. Or three. I couldn't actually choose. There was the um, Carson Wentz touchdown run where he was just spinning out of tackles. Mm-hmm. And it was just really nice to see because that's Carson Wentz. That's a Carson Wentz you won. That's a Carson Wentz that's going to lead you to um, win games. But obviously, mm-hmm. they aren't winning games. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was a Colts return touchdown, which is just really nice because the... Um, I don't know who was returning it, but he just kept sprinting past everyone. Mm. It was quite a long touchdown and run, I'm pretty sure. And then I think the one that has to top it off for me was the um, DeAndre Hopkins touchdown where the, t- the coverage was so tight. I think he had two players on him, and um, Kyler Murray threw it to the um, first pylon in the end zone, and he caught it like with two defenders on him, and it was just, that's a deep DeAndre Hopkins you really want. Mm-hmm. And I think that one kind of edges it out for me. Definitely, and um, the, the, my touchdown for the week was actually one of the ones you mentioned there. So Rogers, number thirty-four for the Colts. Uh, I haven't heard of him before, not going to lie. But uh, yeah, kickoff neither. return ran over a hundred yards uh, to return that all the way back home for the end zone, and that, that was an interesting one because they were losing to the Browns. They, the Browns had just scored a touchdown. Yeah, and it's crucial that the, even though the Colts still lost, it was crucial that they kind of stayed in the game and for the first possession to catch the ball from that kickoff and take it all the way home. Uh, was 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 mighty impressive. Yeah, it was. That that was why it kind of um, it stuck in my mind because mm. it was the point of the game where the Colts needed like a quick um, touchdown. And there's no quicker touchdown than that. Yeah, exactly. So that wraps up our touchdowns for the week. So yeah, be sure to go check out those at home. And we're going to jump finally now into our predictions for the week. And obviously, uh, we did we did things a little bit different on Let's Talk Touchdowns this week um, because of the massive elephant that was all over our laptop screens. Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. Um, what was that again? Just remind the viewers. Oh, I think they've heard it enough, Kay. I think they've heard <laughs> it enough. Obviously, the Falcons lost that game. Um, yeah, so I'm on. I'm on eight for fifteen. Kay's on ten for fifteen. So, so Kay, give us your three games that we got to predict for Week Six. All right. So, um, first game got New York Giants versus the Washington Football Team. Who are you going for, Morgan? Is Saquon Barkley back yet? No, I doubt he's going to be back this season. Oh, I mean, if I go Washington and Washington lose that game, I'm going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> when you were saying Giants, I was like, oh, okay, well, whoever the Giants are playing, and then you said the football team, I was like, oh, Christ. Um, you've got to go to the, the Washington football team, haven't you? I mean, you can't back the Giants there. Uh, you know, as a Giants fan, I'm going to have to back the Giants. This is the one game they can win. The one I game they can swear win. to God. <laughs> Right, if you get this one right and I get this one wrong, ah, uh, I don't even want to think about it. But Bro, this is the Giants have to win this game. They just have to win this game. Surely this is the only game on their schedule that they should win. That's what I mean. It's the only game they can win. It's the game they have to win. Otherwise, we're the Jets. We are just basically the Jets. We're already the Jets, but if we don't win against the Washington Football Team, we are the Jets. There is no two teams in. New York Giant in New York. There's the Jets and there's the Jets. That's difficult. Who's who's the Redskins quarterback now? Because Dwayne Haskins um, isn't playing. Was it yeah, Alex they, Smith? Um, yeah, he came in. He came yeah. in for um that was a notable 
kind of substitution because mm. um, he got injured quite badly a couple of seasons ago. Mm, really I, was, bad, yeah. I heard the commentator say that um, it must have been a leg or something he yeah. broke or did something too. And um, they said he, that yeah. it was um, likely that he could have had an amputation, which would have obviously been horrific. But yeah. um, to see him back in the game after that, it was amazing. And I actually really like Alex Smith, even at the um, Kansas City Chiefs. I really liked him, so mm. it was nice to see him back. Yeah, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for the Washington Football Team. I'll put my faith in uh, in Alex Smith over Daniel Jones. Uh, what's what's game two? Uh, we got the Kansas um, City Chiefs versus Buffalo Bills. Oh, that's uh, a very interesting one. And going Kansas City. Yeah, I mean it's hard to go against Kansas City, but I mean they lost last week, didn't they? they did. So they did. And the Bills yeah, have just the lost. Bills Both? just lost. Ooh. No, I want to go Chiefs. I'm thinking they won't, the Chiefs don't lose two back to back games. I think Andy Reid will be angry about that loss to the Raiders. I I still would rather put my faith in Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen can be a bit touch and go. He's been good, but Patrick Mahomes will always play well regardless of whether or not they win. So, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs. Okay, okay. And um, last one, I got the Arizona Cardinals versus Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> You've picked some incredibly interesting <laughs> games, Kay. I'll, I'll yeah. give it to you. Uh, what are you going with? And I'll, I'll, I'll think uh, about my options. I I picked that game, but haven't picked who I wanted to win because I'm going to go opposite to you. Because I, I think that's going to be an incredibly close game. I know Dak's out now, mm. so I think it kind of might edge it for me towards Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Part of me thinking, right, mm. kind of like a Christian McCaffrey type argument where Christian McCaffrey is the best player on that Panthers team. They lost both their games when he was playing. He got injured. Yeah. And then they've won every game since then. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. is the same thing going to happen with Dak Prescott? Is is Andy Dalton actually going to lead them to the... No, don't be silly, Morgan. No. <laughs> don't be silly, right? I've done too many <laughs> predictions based off gut or like random <laughs> thoughts in my head. No, it's got to be the Cardinals. <laughs> Dak Prescott's out. The only good thing about the <laughs> the Cowboys was was their offense. And now they don't even have as good an offense with that. No. Cardinals, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Cardinals, but you know it might be. I might, oh. actually, I might go. <laughs> I might go Cowboys just to be opposite you then. I've lost all faith in my <laughs> predictions now, having lost, having got all three of them wrong last week. So I'm kind of like overthinking everything in my <laughs> yeah, head. I can but what see I that. what I usually go for is like gut instinct, right? Yeah. And I or each week I'm like I should have just listened to my brain. Like the Panthers beating <laughs> the Falcons, that was an obvious thing, but yeah. I just had a feeling. You know, and I got <laughs> I a feeling. I I had a feeling. Yeah, you know, I I have a feeling. Actually, no, screw it. I'm going cowboys. I'm going cowboys. I've got a feeling, <laughs> right? I'm trusting my instinct. Okay. I'm gonna go cardinals then. I want to go opposite you, so I'm going cardinals. Yeah, go for it. Why not? You got to back yourself, right? <laughs> you got to back yourself. And I I'd be more disappointed if I chose the cardinals and the. Cowboys won than vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Mm -hmm. So that wraps up our predictions, (laughs) our interesting predictions for week six. So uh, um, I've gone Cowboys, K's gone Cardinals in that matchup. Uh, We've both gone the Chiefs against the Bills, another really really interesting matchup. And and then in the trash bowl, we've got (laughs) the Giants facing the Washington football team. If if the Giants don't win, it's going to be so sad. I might not leave my house for for a few weeks. Yeah, it'll be pretty tough to be a Giants fan. Um, we're just going to talk very, very briefly, wrap it up with some fantasy chat. How'd you get on, Kay? Uh, I was so close to a win, Morgan. I was so close to a win. Yeah. But um, it was the Will Lutz field goal that put it over the edge for me because I was winning my um, matchup. Mm-hmm. The only player on his team that hadn't played was Will Lutz. So, 14 points. Will Lutz is not going to get 14 points. Yeah. This is absolutely in the bag for me. I've won this game. <laughs> I, I wake up in the morning, Will Lutz got 14 points. I was like, what the hell? Man, that's so then I, I lost by two points. I had 151, and um, he had 153. I was like, what? That's intense. What? But, um, yeah, Travis Kelsey went off for me. I didn't think he played that well, but he obviously did. He got 24 points. Mm. DJ Moore went off for me. Robert Woods kind of went off as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then Chris, um, being a nice guy he is, he traded me. He wanted Tyler Boyd really bad, so <laughs> I, I, I was like, yeah, go for it, go for it. But then he traded me Tyler Boyd for Devin Singletree and mm-hmm. um, Singletary, and I really needed a running back. So yeah. thank you, Chris. You're struggling and, on that regard. Um, 
So yeah, hopefully next week I'll be all right. But it, I'm going up against a four and one um, team, and I'm one and four. So Ooh. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> How did you that. do? Um, I won this week. Actually, really kind of pleased about that because basically, if you guys listened to last week's episode, I announced again on the radio, <laughs> not on the radio, so on the on this podcast that I I beat my friend from the radio, Ben. Basically. The NFL the next day decided to to change the scores for one of my players, so he got deducted a point because it turns out he had one fewer tackle than he meant to have. Uh, so I lost that game in the end because I beat Ben by point six four points or something ridiculous like that. Lost a point the next day, so went from being um, in the positive record into the negative record. So I was uh, really annoyed about that. So I, I'm glad I'm glad that I got this victory. I beat. Um, the Clapham Falcons, um, 144 points, 128, kind of convincing. Basically, last night he had Stefan Diggs left to play, and I had Cole Beasley and Johnny Smith. And and Johnny Smith on his own had more points than Stefan Diggs did with with two touchdowns. So I'm really pleased about that one actually, because um, I've really been struggling with injuries. I, I, I was giving a uh, K a, an insight into all the injuries that I've had on my on my team throughout this. Uh, it's in, it's insane. So. Obviously now Dak's out for the season. I'm gonna have to get a new quarterback. No, I, I think Gardner Minshew maybe. I think he's the only kind of decent one. Maybe Ryan Tannehill. I might I might nab. Um, and then since so AJ Brown was injured in week one, so this is the fir- first week that he's come back. Chris Godwin's been in and out the whole season. Uh, Kenny Galladay was out for like the first two three weeks. Leonard Fournette is in and out all the time. Philip Lindsay, who I've since dropped, has only managed to play one game. I got. Uh, oh, Nick Chubb's also on the injuries reserve. <laughs> Alan Lazard, who I got in to cover the Chris Godwin, the Golladay, and the AJ Brown, who kept getting injured, is now on the injury reserve. So I'm really actually pleased that I won that game, considering I'm really struggling with the injuries. And yeah. not even that, but I had um, AJ Brown on the bench with 21 points, and and Chase Edmonds with 20 points on the bench as well. That was really actually frustrating because he scored a touchdown, and I he, I had him in my starting side, and I thought to myself. Nah, he's not going to score, is he? So I benched him, and then he scored a touchdown. I was like, oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, a victory for me. Uh, unfortunately, a loss for Kay. But I'm feeling good about you next week. I reckon you'll get that victory against the one, and, the four and one uh, I'm team. Not sure, I'm tenth at the moment. So. Yeah, at bottom of the league. I'm currently fifth. Um, but I mean, it's tight. Like I'm on two and three. You're one, one and four. So we could swap easily next week. You know, yeah, so okay. any of us could be jostling for for all those positions so yeah i think that about wraps it for another episode of let's talk touchdowns uh, i've been morgan edwards and joined with me has been k ryan hines um thank you very much for listening uh stay tuned for next week's episode we'll produce another one uh, we might have another guest on next week we'll, we'll see how yeah, things maybe. go um keep it keep it on the down low maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens um we'll, we'll have uh, all the, the usual features as well next week and stay tuned to find out how we get on on those three very interesting games that that Kay has picked for the for the both of us to predict so uh thank you again for listening we'll catch you in the next one see ya